welcome to an ADD Woman podcast. I'm your host, Lacey Estelle. This is the podcast where we talk about all things to do with ADHD from a Christian woman's perspective. I'm so glad you're here, and I can't wait for you to realize all the amazing things that God is doing in your life. Hey guys, and welcome back to an ADD Woman podcast. This is our first episode of 2024, and I'm so excited to have you guys back. I am ready to tell you why I think if you have ADHD, if you're an ADHDer, you should not be in the business of setting New Year's resolutions. And I'm going to tell you why and what I think you should do instead. So let's get into it. So first things first, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas and all of the things that I missed. I hope that your December was awesome. My December was really good, just a huge blessing overall. I got to see a lot of family, so I hope that you also got to see a lot of family. And, you know, in the last few years, my Christmas has become very low-key and relaxed, and I love it. For a long time, you know, I come from a divorced family, so for a long time, it was a lot of hustle and bustle and felt like playing hot potato with my kids. <laughs> and these days, it is a lot less than that, which is wonderful. And I would encourage you that if you are feeling like, you know, every year is just too much, I would encourage you to set boundaries with your family, you know, if, if that's what you need. Because the holidays should be enjoyed, right? They should be time to spend together and not time that just feels very stressed and rushed and things along those lines. So uh, again, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. So minor introduction. I'm Lacey Estelle. I'm the host of An ADD Woman Podcast, and uh, this podcast we talk all about ADHD from a Christian woman's perspective, and this episode is going to be no exception. Specifically, I want to talk about why I think ADHDers should not set New Year's resolutions. Perhaps that title is slightly misleading because I do believe in ADHDers and our ability to change. But I don't necessarily think that a New Year's resolution is your best way to do that. And here is why. So I think that inside every ADHDer is a perfectionist. It's why we procrastinate. It's why we fill ourselves with shame and regret because we have this unrealistic ideology of everyone else has it all together and we just don't. So when we set New Year's resolutions or when you set New Year's resolutions for yourself, Without the right mindset, you're really setting yourself up for failure. Now, ADHD people, we love to start things. We love it. We get so excited. It's such a dopamine rush, right? Where we're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm going to do all these things. I mean, we even do it. We even do this to ourselves like the night before anything. We're like, yeah, that's right. I'm going to bed at nine o'clock and I'm not even looking at my phone. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to exercise, and I'm going to have like a salad for breakfast, right? Like that is what we tell ourselves. And what do we do when our alarm goes off? We hit snooze like six times. And then when we finally get up, we're like, eh, I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow will be better. I'll get it right tomorrow. And then what ends up happening, okay, is because we have this perfectionist mindset of thinking that everything has to be perfect for it to be a success then we set ourselves up for failure no matter how hard we try. 
Because even if we got up with, say, that third alarm, instead of snoozing it for six times, we snooze it for three times. And we got up with that third alarm and maybe we still have cereal for breakfast, but we actually do do some sort of a workout. We're going to like tell ourselves that we're not really doing the thing, right? So we might as well not do it at all. Like, it's the same thing that happens when, you know, you tell yourself, you set a New Year's resolution and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym every day this year. First of all, going to the gym every day is unrealistic for even the most athletic person. Maybe not for the most athletic person, but it's not really a starting point, right? So maybe you tell yourself, I'm going to go to the gym every day. And then you miss like a day or you miss two days. Even if you miss five or six days, you start telling yourself, oh, well, maybe I'll just, I'll just stop going. I'll just stop trying. You just like set it down and you never pick it back up again. I've done this time and again and time and again and time and again. The real change occurred in me, not when I decided that I was like, all of a sudden going to wake up and do a 180 and become a totally different person overnight. No, the real change came when I realized that my mindset about change was extremely unrealistic. I had it in my head that everybody who I have seen come to have success in their lives, they just woke up one day and decided that that's what they were going to do. They didn't have to like work at it or practice it or hone the skill or do any of those things. No, they just like they just woke up and they just flipped a 180 and said, okay, you know, yesterday I was out of shape, but today is a new day and I'm going to be in shape for the rest of my life. That's what I assumed. I assumed that's how everybody changes, right? But nobody changes that way. Nobody. So this is the year that you're thinking to yourself like, yeah, I want to do things differently. That is great. I am so proud of you. So proud of you for being in that position. But here's the thing. You have to put first things first. You can't decide that for yourself. And here's the other reason, specifically because as an ADHD person, as an ADHD woman who is a Christian, you're a Christ follower. Your will is not your own. Your life is not your own. And I stand by that. I don't mean it as in like, you know, you can't do anything for yourself. I mean it because in society today, as women, we are constantly being told to put ourselves in that hero seat. You know, we're constantly being told, you know, there's there's a like a, I think it's a TikTok or um, that says, you know, nobody's coming. It's I think it's a sound, you know, and they have those sounds for trending sounds for like reels and TikToks. It says like, nobody's coming. Nobody's coming to help you get off the couch. Nobody's coming to put you on the treadmill. I don't even, I'll be honest with you. I don't remember exactly what it says. I just remember that the beginning of it says nobody's coming. And the idea is that you have to decide that you want to do things differently, right? Like nobody's going to come hold your hand to the flame. But here's the thing, okay? In the sense that that is correct, nobody's coming to tell you you have to do this thing, right? But also, you weren't the one that woke up today and decided that you get to keep breathing. God decided that. He is the one that said, yeah, I'm going to let you live another day. And I know that that sounds like that sounds so mean, right? Like, oh yeah, God just sits on a pedestal and lets me live another day. He gifted it to you. Like he gifts it to you. You don't get to take it. There's no decision 
between you and God Almighty where you get to say, hey, God, you know, could it, could you, if you don't mind, can I just breathe tomorrow? Like, I would just, just like to be able to wake up, you know? So like, you don't get to be part of that decision. If he gifts it to you, it's his to give to you. It's not yours. So when you have this mindset, especially as a Christian woman, and you think to yourself, oh, I can just do it. I can just, I can just 180. I can just change. I'm just going to do the thing that I've always said I was going to do and that I've never been able to follow through on, but I'm just going to do it. Well, I'm sorry. But what in the world makes you think that the ability for you to decide to change something like that in yourself is not similar or the same as your ability to, to decide whether or not you're going to sustain the breath of life? It's not. It's not much different. If you want to change, if you want to do things differently, you need to start by asking the creator of the universe to help you do so. And not in a way of just, you know, Lord, oh, Lord, help me, help me want to get up in the morning or help me wake up, help me. Like, yes, on some level, those prayers are, they're not wrong. There's no wrong way to pray. But I really want you to think about this, okay? I, I don't want you to just rush into it and say, okay, well, I'm just going to start praying and asking God to give me the strength to eat a salad every day for my meal. Change occurs in your heart and in your mind first. God works on your heart. And heart work is hard work, okay? And it's something that only God can really do for you. It's something only he can really initiate for you. Because I'll be honest with you, as human beings, we don't want to change. We really like the way that we are. We like being how we are. Change is hard. Change requires self-reflection. It requires looking in the mirror and saying, okay, it's, it's time to do things different. And in doing things different, that might mean that we have to get uncomfortable. We have to face things that we have avoided. Like, let's be real here. If you're one of the probably millions of people that's starting out this fresh new year, telling yourself you're going to eat different and get healthy, well, the beginning of that change doesn't come from just changing the, the way that you eat. It comes from your relationship you have with food and recognizing what it is that you're using food for on a day-to-day -day basis. Are you using it for stimulation? Because if you have ADHD, I can tell you, you probably are. If you're not using it for stimulation, are you choosing it based on the sensory needs that you're having at the time? Are you choosing foods based on texture? My one son is choosing foods based on his sensory needs. He goes from salty to sweet to salty to sweet. Let me tell you, living on potato chips and then cereal is not going to get him to his health benefits. It's not going to get him to his healthy lifestyle choices or his, his healthy lifestyle goals that he probably someday wants to achieve. So when you examine things like that, and then you have to, you have to go back and you have to say, okay, sure, uh, yeah, maybe I, I eat things this way because I have this struggle. So what? I can, just, I can just pretend that that's not there and I'll just change what I do and I'll just change what I'm eating. But what happens is, because of the way that we're made and created, if you're not filling that hole, then that hole just sits there 
pokes at you and it bugs you. And the next salad and the next veggie tray and the next, you know, keto meal of the week just all of a sudden looks at you and is like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you want me? Aren't I good enough for you? And you start to feel all these feelings that you didn't even realize you had. And it's all triggered by what? Food. And why? Because all of the change that we want to make within ourselves starts with our hearts. It starts with who our hearts are aligned with, who they are molded by. So do I think ADHDers should make New Year's resolutions? No. What I think ADHDers should do is submit their goals to God and ask God, the creator of the universe, that if he wills it in your life, that he would help you to make the changes you want to make, whether that be food, whether that be job, career choices, school choices, lifestyle choices, relationship choices, all of those things, they require God's provision in them. They require remembering that he's the one that brings about change. He's the one that helps you clean up your mess from the inside out. So it's kind of like uh, I was just reading in a book earlier today. It's a book by Alistair Begg. He said something that really stood out to me, and it's a blind person cannot grant themselves sight. And you think of the song Amazing Grace, and it's talking about how we once were blind and now we can see. Well, maybe you're blind to whatever it is that's holding you back. You know, maybe you're blind to why you do the things that you do. The only person that can grant you sight, both spiritually and physically, is Christ. So going back to where I was talking about how, like I said, a large part of change that we want to make as ADHD people comes from our heart. But in that aspect too, there's also this misperception that we have, like I was saying earlier, that everybody has it all together and we just don't. Or that when people wanted to make change, they were able to just do it. And none of that is true. And that's something that I think that I'm going to save to talk more about in my next episode. Because I think that, that that deserves its own episode when it comes to our, our perfectionism. I think if you really look at all of the things that you've started and then stopped, what is it that's really stopped you? It's not necessarily your motivation or your passion for whatever the subject is. Because I bet you if any one of your friends brings that subject back up, you're like, yeah, I really do love playing guitar. really do love music. I really do love writing or painting or whatever creative thing it is that you love to do that you have a myriad of supplies sitting in a closet somewhere. And then there's like, after they bring it up to you and they ask you how it's going, you you mention it, you say you're going to get back to it. And I know that feeling. There's that sinking feeling that's in the back of your mind telling you like, shame, Shame on you. Look at you. You started something and stopped again. What's wrong with you? Why can't you keep doing it? Stop that. <laughs> Stop that right now. 
Shame keeps you stuck. Shame is not what God came to do. You know, I think that the answer to everything that we really need when it comes to whether it's ADHD, anxiety, depression, anything along those lines, the answer is the gospel. And this year, more than ever, that's what I want you to focus on. Because the gospel is a finished work. What Christ did is more than enough for everything we could need on this side of heaven. And that might sound crazy, right? But I'm telling you it's true. I think that in the sense of setting goals or in the sense of not having achieved the things that you've wanted to achieve, when it comes to going to God with them, there's a hard thing about lamenting. But the Bible talks about lamenting. And lamenting is is literally the ability to be frustrated and sad and even angry with the circumstances that God has decided being scared and frustrated with the circumstances that God has chosen for you, and yet also joyful and having peace, like Paul explains, that surpasses all understanding at the same time. There's nothing wrong with lamenting. And I think that if you need to cry out to Jesus for a body that doesn't cooperate with you or cry out to Jesus for a brain that doesn't function the way you wish it would, crying out to him for your loneliness or feeling like an outsider, being made the way that you have, but then have faith that he will use all of that to write a story you couldn't imagine yourself. A story so much better than we would have ever chosen for ourselves. And it's true. When we think of everybody else in very general terms, and we assume that everybody else can do it and we can't, because why? Because we haven't. But it doesn't mean that we can't. It simply means that There's a part of us that needs God to be able to do what it is we want to do. And he doesn't want us to do it by ourselves. He wants us to do it with him. And to me, as a parent, hush, I can't imagine much greater joy than have my children come to me and say, hey, I I know that you know how to do this. Can you show me? And I get to walk through with them something that I know and love, that I know that they're going to know and love. You know, like it's, you have to invite him. Yeah, he's there. He's omnipresent. He never leaves you or forsakes you. But he still wants to be invited. And I think that if we can reshape our mindset as ADHD women who are Christ followers, And instead of looking at our shortcomings as these deep-seated, painful wounds that remind us that we're imperfect, that we're never going to get it together, that we're not as good as everybody else. No, 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 no. That's not what those are. Those pain points are the same as physical pain points 
on our neurotypical counterparts. Okay, they're just places where God has said, okay, listen, you're imperfect, but all these gaps, I want to fill them. I want to fill them for you. So if, if you will invite me, you will let me, I would love to do that with you. I think that part of being able to invite him to do that is recognizing that we're willing to be molded. We're willing to be crafted. We're willing to be rebuilt from the ground up. And man, that's scary. That is scary. I want to just wake up and decide to go to the gym, okay? I want to just wake up and want to have the want to exercise. I don't want to go to God and have to have him reshape and remold my heart so that I understand why it is that I'm so frustrated with the idea of going to the gym or that I understand why it is that I feel so insecure in certain clothing. You know, that sounds way more difficult than just waking up and wanting it. But let me tell you, like I have, it's not our will that sustains our lives. It's God's. So if you would like help in changing your mindset, and what I'm really talking about here is something that I'll talk about on a later episode this year as well, and that is going from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. But if you would like help to do that, I invite you to join my mentorship program. Um, It is only $15 per month, and and it does include for every single member one-on-one time with me, um, as well as community of like-minded people who are also imperfect but still striving to make changes in their lives and learning to rely on God to do the hard work. Like I said, hard work is hard work, friends, and we shouldn't do it alone. God doesn't want us to do it alone. By joining me, you'll gain access to my new mindset course that gives you short tracks for Christian meditation using God's word for things like focus, gratitude, patience, peace, and love. It will also include prayer templates to help you Continue on your journey this year and every year to come. Now, this course will be available to purchase separately when it debuts in February 2024, but as a founding member of the mentorship, you'll get early access to it. Now, I don't invite you to the mentorship because I want to sell you. I don't want you to come if you aren't ready to embrace doing things differently and examining your heart and asking God to examine your heart. What I have found that has really overhauled my life. And I think it's something every Christian, at the root of your of your salvation, what is it that is there? What is it that drives you? What helps you to keep running after God? Do you know what it is? It's surrender. It's constant and continual surrender. As you do this, the more you surrender yourself, the more you say, okay, God, I can't do it. I need you to do it. The more you do that, I think the more joy you will have in this life. Now, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And that's okay. But from my personal experience, at the end of surrender is peace. Peace that you have never experienced before. Peace that Christ bestows upon you. And peace about every change or inability to change that you have in your life. There'll be mistakes that you'll be like, you might have been kicking yourself about them for years. And 
and Christ will step in and say, yeah, it's fine. I got that. I'll use that. Don't you worry about that. It's amazing. <laughs> and I want, I want all of you, all of my listeners, to be able to experience that. And whether that means that you join me for a mentorship or not, I still want you to experience it. So God, I, I thank you. Lord, I, I thank you so much for this community of listeners, for the women on the other end of this podcast that is listening right now. Lord, I, I lift her up to you that, that you would reach her, that you would show her your light and your glory today and this year. I mean, let's be real here. You're going to do it every year, forever. But Lord, I just, I pray for her. I pray that you would open her eyes, Lord, help her to see, grant her sight that is really helps her to, to see herself and her life in the way that you view it. Lord, help her to recognize how amazing she is and how wonderfully blessed she is because she is your daughter. Lord, thank you. Thank you for everything you are doing. Thank you for the blessing of this podcast. Thank you for thank you for it all. Lord, thank you for your son. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. So, that's going to wrap up this episode, guys. I can't wait to talk to you again in just another week or so. I hope you are off to a great start for January and don't forget. Don't worry about setting a new year's resolution. Instead, let's just get on our knees and pray to God. You know, <laughs> the God who grants us every year of our life. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. What would really help me more than anything, if you feel inclined, is please leave me a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, all the like. It really helps for the show to show up for other people that maybe they need to hear it. Thanks again for being here. I appreciate you so much.